Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have awesomely Julie Buccini taking the helm again, but she's joined by someone else, um, someone who's not usually on the PPC Chat discussions because she's not technically paid media, but she does specialize in analytics. So yeah, we're going to have Brie Anderson talking to us, co-hosting with Julie about preparing for Google Analytics she's an expert in this area and before I even try to botch it up I'm going to give the introduction she gave she says howdy I'm Brie E. Anderson here your resident analytical nerd with a soft spot for strategy I'm the founder of Beast Analytics a digital marketing analytics and strategy consultancy but more importantly lover of all things coffee and animals now that's my kind of person because I love coffee and I have my little kitty cat who I absolutely love so yeah exciting times about that so as I'm sure that most of you already know by now Google Analytics 4 is going to be the default Google Analytics view from next year of June so that's June 2023 a lot of people panicked about that we're like oh my god I am not ready for that and I believe Bria actually does have a YouTube training on that so just go on youtube look for brie anderson and i'm sure you'll find her training about how to get on board with google analytics 4 so while you're still working with your data in um universal analytics right now yeah make sure that you're you're pairing that you're doing some migration you know baby steps while you still have both but we're going to be talking about how people have been doing that, whether they've started yet, what they're talking to their clients about that. Uh, So I'm sure it's going to be an exciting chat. So stay tuned. Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share and retweet on that's right Twitter with my handle the marketing Anu or join us on our LinkedIn group which is the PPC chat roundup podcast or if you're on Instagram why don't you check us out at our handle at PPC chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from previous episodes so as um, I previously said we have Julie as well as Brie Anderson our her handle is at Brie underscore E underscore Anderson Um, and they're going to both be talking about preparing for Google Analytics for uh, Julie says she's excited for this topic and we definitely have loads of questions even though we do have a year plus to prepare ourselves for it which is a much longer time than most other yeah preparation time we get from Google (laughs) Um, there's still a little bit of panic around here and uh, yeah as I said you know Brie is a seasoned Google Analytics person she's founder of a company called Beast Analytics so yeah analytics is her bread and butter and this is like why I think it's really important we know that there are different departments that do things amazingly well and it's really important that paid media has good relationship with different departments especially as we talked about PPC having great, great relationships with SEO paid media and paid search having great relationship with analytics is 
going to be a must, has always been a must, but even more so now. So, but before we start into the chat, Julie just goes, how are we all doing? Julia Vice joins us today saying, pass, but how is everyone else doing? Oh, I hope Julia is okay. We've also got Alex Nicole joining us today. We've got James Verboda. I believe even Kirk Williams joined us today, as well as Lawrence Chase, Sam, Roshan, Kurt Henninger, Chris Ridley as well, even though he just got married recently. So congratulations again, Chris. And yeah, many more great names on this chat to share their experiences with GA4. I'm going to try and make sure to be efficient but also clear with this recording because I'm all right after this I need to catch a train to Brighton SEO where I'll be moderating the search panel. It's a search day so I'm really excited for that but yeah so if you want to catch up if you're not going to be there that's uh, I know that's very unfortunate but follow me follow my Twitter because I will be live tweeting as much as I can in between my moderating because I'm sure it will be great 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 lineup of people that are going to be talking so but before we get into um our questions and answers for julie i always like mentioning her psa where she shares that before we get to questions this chat is intended for ppc professionals of all levels if you have something you want to share please do we are a friendly and supportive community please don't be afraid to participate Lurkers, however, as well as podcast listeners, if you don't have time to be on the chat between um, five and six, you are definitely always welcome to just sit back, listen and enjoy. Let, you know, let me do the hard work for you. Happy to do so. And right before we just get into our questions, even Brie gives us some inform interesting information here saying while GA4 was inevitable, with the rise of cookie-less browsing, high iOS 14, and privacy laws, looking at you, GDPR, Google had to make a change, and she shares two links, which will be shared on the show notes. Also, it has been almost 10 years since they last did it, did this. Yeah, that's very unusual for Google to leave anything for 10 years before they start tinkering away and making new updates um, every once in a while. So we get into question one. Julie asks, have you started working with GA4 yet? If not, why not? Just to confirm, GA4 is just stands for Google Analytics 4. And that's what I'll be calling it moving forward. Brie replies, oh, absolutely, 100. I knew as soon as they rolled it out that we would eventually be forced to use it. So I figured I may as well start assimilating ASAP. Julia Vice goes, um, yes, my clients run app campaigns. And when it first rolled out, it was the only way to measure app traffic. We actually wrote the blend of app plus web traffic have waved together. Michael Fleming replies saying, not yet. Our data team set it up, but it still feels like there's so much time left to procrastinate. Oof. Amalia replies, it really does. But then I thought about the fact that it's next July. So if we want year over year data, have to have start set up sorted by this July. And that's a very good point. If you want year on year data, start set up this July, July, 2022. Brie replies, ha, yeah, that's true. It's good you're collecting data though. You'll be happy you did. Do you have events set up? Michael goes, just jumped in and looks like the property is set, but data hasn't collected yet. So I don't believe so. I need to ping them to make it live. And we've got Benedetti replies here, procrastinator of today, unite. <laughs> Very true, yeah. People procrastinating because they're like, oh, it's not until next year that we'll be need to be forced to do this. Alex Nicole replies and I have started working on it for our internal GA implementations. Before I start rolling it out to clients, I want to have a good grasp of it 
before July 2022 so I can have our clients rolled out in time for year on year data. Again, year if you want year on year data, get this sorted July 2022. Julie replies saying, yes, I have put GA4 on all the sites I control. I also took Bree's course. I have one module left. Setup is not easy as universal analytics, which is statement I feel like is true for pretty much everything in GA4. Still using UA for reporting and an, an, an analysis. Sean replies saying that we have set it up for most clients and are now starting to play around inside and learning where the different reports are. Ah, James Verboda replies saying Q4 2021 and Q1 2022, we've concentrated on getting GA4 set up and tracking for clients. Q2 and, and on, we'll be further optimizing and reports. That's That sounds very efficient, James. <laughs> Great team there. Malia replies saying, I'm still relying on my UA knowledge. Although I've been in the accounts, I'm not responsible for setting up GA4 for the clients I work with now. So no rush in my knowledge base by the end of the summer i hope to have it pretty sorted in my own head lawrence replies saying i had some clients who had already installed it all early but now most are either installed or still working on it google will always eventually force your hand so best to be early so we have good historical data available to us and then we've got brie replying to amalia where amalia says i'm still relying on my ua knowledge but by the end of summer i hope to have it pretty sorted in my own head brie replies the good news is that it's so customizable that once you find the things you need which is arguably the hard part you can create a ui that works for you julia vice goes yeah that's pretty bad news in an in an agency environment i mean good for burning hours but lots of clients want a best practice or baseline to start with amalia replies agencies will just develop their own templates and clients will adopt the question is good templates or bad templates is that i don't know there's an emoji there same with google ads setups though either way we all stay in business julia vice replies that's kind of what i mean it's such a crap shot on whose templates to use oh no oh no neil patel is about to sell a pile of templates oh god <laughs> oh god Mali goes what doesn't he create or endorse you mean someone else will create and he will sell <laughs> yeah certainly julia vice goes well certainly i only have 280 characters that little panic attack oh don't have a panic attack julia yeah we'll just ignore you know neil as we've always been doing then julia continues to answer question one saying it's probably worth mentioning here for those that don't know your data will not port from universal analytics current version into ga4 so even if not working in it now get it collecting data now so just set it up let it start collecting data and yeah Bree says again as well start collecting your data today Dave Galigues replies to question one saying my current and past work have implemented but not using act actively but collecting data for some time now that's very much the, the biggest thing collect data and she says that uh, Bree says that uh, I love this answer and that's in response to Alex Nicole's answer where yeah he talked about collecting the data I want to have a good grasp of it before July 2022 so I can have our clients rolled out in time for year on year data it's all about that year on year data guys so if you've not started start doing it soon so yeah now that we've we've concluded that um the answer to question one is that you should start doing it even if it's just to start collecting your year on year data we go on to question two where julie asks what has your experience been like using ga4 thus far oh that'll be interesting julie advice goes mixed 
honestly, because I've been so focused on app analytics, it's been really great. Easy integration with Firebase, good views of results and so forth. Less confident on measuring the site activity with it. It seems weirdly organized. Weirdly organized? <laughs> Do you not really expect organized from Google usually, huh? Brie response to question two as well, saying, I'm not going to lie. There is quite a learning curve when it comes to GA4. I've been in it almost every day since June, and I'm just now to the point where I feel like I know where most everything is. But you know, they just keep changing it. Are they already changing it? We've not even got on it yet. Ah. We've also have Julia replying to question two saying, I have found the data that PPCers care about is not easy to find. Lovely. Setup takes a lot more steps than than universal analytics it is also missing things that seem pretty basic that frustrates me the most it is not intuitive and i say that as a technical person she's a very technical person so if julie's saying it's not intuitive it's not intuitive julia vice replies this really worries me our clients count on us because they don't have the time or expertise to do all of this themselves it's just going to breed more dollar dollar siphoning specialization when it should be making data easier to pass and work with amalia also responds saying i think this is the fairest and most moderate analysis i've seen and continually you've been looking at it critically julie replies i Accept that it is the future, so figuring out how to use it is essential, but it leaves a lot to be desired in its current iteration, and that learning curve is, is practically vertical. Lovely. But then we have Brie continuing her answer to question two, saying, but once you get past the learning curve, so this vertical learning curve that Julie talked about, there are actually some really cool functionalities baked in. I wish they weren't too baked in. We want it to be like maybe the second or third layer, not on the 10th layer. Come on, Google. Tiffany replies to question one saying, I started last year. My first stage was to install in on some websites while I learned. Now that I have a full understanding, I am starting to roll out on e-com. We are only doing page views while we work out the best way to implement tracking. We have Amalia continuing her answer to question two saying, well, giving her answer to question two, saying, I'm going to say it's been confusing, but I also haven't put a ton of effort into learning it. A lot of the time, I think we can jump to this sucks before fully learning something. So I'm not going to do that. I am sure there are pros and cons. That's very mature of you, Amalia. <laughs> I love it. Lawrence replies to question two saying, getting more comfortable with it because we still have universal. It is allowing me time to do my main reporting and then getting used to the new platform as well should be pretty solid by the time we need to move over. Amit Cabra replies to question two saying, honestly, I'm still learning it. I've been a little resistant to dive deeper with it, but definitely need to change that. I need to start getting on it. I've got my website, themarketinganu.com. That would be great to start tracking things because the podcast is going on there. There's several buttons on there. It'd be nice to track what the success of the different buttons are. So yeah, I'll probably be definitely taking Bree's. No, probably I will definitely be taking Bree Anderson's course on GA4 to really get my head around what I need to be, you know, what are the functionalities baked in that I should be learning. And then we've got um, Julie giving another answer to question two, saying, I cannot imagine small businesses or even a lot of medium-sized businesses being able to set it up properly. I was only half joking with my made by devs, for devs suggested taglines. Yeah, it shouldn't be just made by and for devs. 
And we have Alex replying to question two saying, I haven't had a chance to super dive in beyond my first real plunge. I plan to spend some more time in there once I'm wrapped with my monthly reporting. My initial reaction is that it's different, but I don't necessarily think it's bad. It's just scary right now. And we have Bria Anderson replying to that saying, and I'd say you're probably right. Most people are just turned off by how it presents itself, but the functionality isn't awful for the most part. And we have Amalia replying to question two saying, I do feel like once again, they built a thing without consulting the most basic users of that thing, i.e. it's built for more technical devesque people. <laughs> and then she continues saying, I will also say that the free version limits data to 14 months irritates me so yeah really only 14 months and julie goes yeah hey ad revenue can't go up forever new revenue streams will be needed i have been saying for years that when ad revenue grows growth flattens and analytics for business will be rolled out at a modest monthly fee this is true <laughs> you have and then we've got here yeah amalia continues saying i've been saying for years keywords are going to die completely as a way of boosting that ad revenue under the guise of automation watch this space Lawrence goes, stock price is their first priority at this point, which means quarter to quarter. They know there is only so much ad revenue they can squeeze out of folks with their current setup. Time to monetize some other services. We also have Brett, my favorite Brett, <laughs> replying to question two saying setup was more difficult than I remembered previous GA versions being. Seems like I can pull much of the same data. I'm very interested in its predictive capabilities. Tiffany as well replies to question two saying at first it was a massive learning curve as I am working on GA4 more it is becoming easier. I have found a few bugs though and I hope this is resolved before the full rollout. I also hope they fix the e-com tracking soon. We also then have Dave Galigues replying to question two saying enjoying some of the insights getting used to engagement time over session duration. And in response to Amalia's answer, where she um, said that I do feel like once again, they built a thing without consulting the most basic users of that thing. Brie goes, oh, this is true without a doubt. There is no way they had an everyday marketing manager in the room or even in mind when creating the UX or UI. But I have a feeling they know it needs to improve. Amalia goes, another reason for me to learn it later. <laughs> uh, Lawrence replies, usability is not Google's strength. Always feels like engineers develop without the usability team. And then we have Julie replying to giving us question three, saying, are there things that are missing or hard to find or use in Google Analytics for that were present or easy to find or use in Universal Analytics? How are you handling this but we first we have kirk replying to question two saying i get the privacy need to move to event-based but i think the key head scratching for me around ga4 have been the decision to overhaul the ui forcing hacks to see basic preview reports to the decision to eliminate all historical data yeah these are two things we are not going to like Breathe in response to question three saying most of the hard to find or missing things can be solved by customizing your navigation. Things like landing page, Google ads reports, search console reports, source medium. All of those can be solved by customizing reports and navigation. And she gives, yeah, a link to a previous tweet that she did in thread about this, about talking about how you can customize this report. And I will copy that link to that tweet so I can add it to the show notes. And in response to Julie, where she had said, I was only half joking with my made by devs for devs suggested tagline. Brie goes, yes, most people would need to call 
in some sort of reinforcement would be my guess. And Julie replies, this is a huge shift. Most orgs don't budget for analytics implementation. Setting up universal analytics is something your web team could easily do. Now takes more than just a WordPress plugin or pasting code snippet. Brie goes, I'm not sure I agree with that 100% though. Setting up goals took more than pasting a code and adding a plugin. If you didn't have a thank you page attached, remember category, then action, then event, then value and tag manager used to drive me bonkers. Julie goes, I was talking more about a basic GA setup. You don't capture as much in default mode for GA4 as you did in Universal. The events piece is a whole new level required, even if you never do goals. And Julia Vice replies, as, and it will be costly as well, especially if you're bringing in a dev an analytics team to just sort this out. We also have Alex Nicole replying to question two, giving another answer saying, I attended Krista Sadin's webinar on GA4 and found that quite beneficial. The learning curve is there, but knowledgeable people are an excellent resource. I need the people who know more than me. I also found the Skillshop class to be a good jumping off point. Julia Weiss goes, yeah, days like these are when I'm very grateful to be a spoiled whole co-brat who can just call someone for help or get direct advice. But most marketers and SMB owners just don't have that. And Alex goes, yes, I'm also a whole co-brat. It does roll. I don't feel 100% responsible for getting this change implemented. I do, however, want to be knowledgeable enough to be a resource. So I do still feel some pressure to have a working knowledge of this stuff since it directly impacts my work. Julia Weiss goes, yeah, no kidding. Are, are you one of us or one of them? Densu over here. <laughs> Alex goes, my agency is different than most. I feel we frame ourselves as a marketing and tech collective. So I work for a portion of anthological called Blue Traffic. You can check out the website if you are interested. And there's more talk about, yeah, what kind of whole cobra you are there. <laughs> We've got then James replying to question three saying most days, the frustrating thing is we keep waiting on notice of a more fully developed platform instead of the current beta version. We then have John Kagan replying to question three saying, honestly, it probably has everything I need. It is not very intuitive. Lawrence replies to question three saying, I had a lot of things that I struggled with until taking someone's class. Cough. Uh, it feels like you have to dig to get data versus having it right in front of you with Universal. Of course, I had decades, feels like, of experience with Universal as well. And I love this little tweet that Julie slid in and she was like, also don't hold back on your thoughts today. Google is paying attention to this chat today. And I imagine that will be Ginny Marvin, who's um, the Google ads liaison. And yeah, they really need to be hearing what we think about these updates that seem to be only for for deaf people. Julie then gives us question four saying, are you yet or do you plan to investigate alternative analytics platforms for yourself and or clients if you have investigated or tested any others, which ones and how was that experience? And when Julie had said that, don't hold back on your thoughts today, Google is paying attention. John Kagan replied to that saying, I hate GA4 almost as much as I hate Performance Max. Lack of transparency in local campaigns, Bing changing their name to Microsoft Advertising and anyone who tries to call Facebook meta in my presence. Ooh, John is not a happy bunny in this marketing world right now. <laughs> 
But then before we go to answers for question four, Roshan replies question three saying, honestly, I'm still stumbling and learning GA4. I don't have enough knowledge of GA4 to say what is missing. Maybe once we use GA4 daily as universal, we will start to see the difference. Um, we then have John Kagan replying to question four saying, we have a lot of them are pure garbage. So it is really just dragging my feet and, re and retesting GA4 on small clients as guinea pigs. Robert Brady replies, definitely considering other options. I've heard good things about Fat Home, F-A-T-H-O-M, is that? Yeah, Fat Home. So yeah, maybe you want to check that out and test that out and let us know what you think. Julia Vice replies to question four saying we have, as there are different requirements for finance, pharma, public sector. In Canada, you basically need a server here. You can't just bounce it to wherever. So Adobe is a factor. And if Amazon ever makes a simple analytics tool, this will be a whole mess. She continues, GA and GA4 are still the best, simplest option in terms of implementation, data integration integration and connectivity with media channels. For now, Amazon could easily make something only slightly easier and it would change the game. Well, he says, she says for now, and then starts off, Amazon could easily make something only slightly easier and it would ch change the game. And we have Julie replying to question four as well, saying, I'm always open to exploring new options if they would be of benefit to my clients and to the sites I manage slash control. That being said, I am forcing myself to become fluent in GA4. The struggle is real. Lawrence replies to question four, saying the truth is GA4 is going to be very helpful if you run Google ads and use other Google services. I fully support looking at other alternatives, but I still recommend that brands run GA4 alongside it. If they do want to change, you should always review your apps. Brie then responds to question four, saying to be transparent. I've not. <laughs> she puts an embarrassed gif there um, and saying my business has to make analytics accessible and actionable. So again, my business has to make analytics accessible and actionable. Using a free platform that has a ton of free resources around it just seems more reasonable, most reasonable to me. I've used others with clients, but don't plan on switching. And we have Roshan replying saying, I'm never going to back down from the fight. I will learn GA4 irrespective of whether we switch to other analytics platforms. James Voboda replies to question four saying, to be honest, no, most time spent testing other platforms goes into lead qualification, analysis, and automation. Analytics itself has been limited. But if Microsoft provided a free analytics platform to SMB, that integrates. Mm, that'll be interesting. And then, yeah, we've got, yeah, Brie replying to Lawrence, where Lawrence has said the truth is GA4 is going to be very helpful if you run Google ads and use other Google services. I fully support looking at other alternatives, but I still recommend that brands run GA4 alongside it if they want to change. You should always review your apps. Brie replies, yeah, GA4 seems to integrate with more Google products already, Merchant Center and BigQuery. Come on, I can't wait to see what's next. And then she puts GBP in with crossed fingers there. Julie replies saying, Google products almost always play nicely with other Google products. It's getting it to work well with non-Google products or platforms that has generally been the big headache. Andrew McGarry replies saying, yes, GA exists to promote own ad product value and obscure value of ad budget competitors. GA4 helps sell value of Google's full funnel ad options in a cookie-less world. It's all very 
very backward looking where ads fund a broken internet biz model, no user incentives. Kirk Williams replies to this as well, saying for anyone who has set this up, what does the GA4 leading to GMC integration do? GA4 GMC integration. Lawrence replies, exactly. I would not sleep on GA4 even with the changes. Still a necessary piece in our toolbox. And we have Alex uh, Nicole replying to question four going, I don't have any plans to move away from Google. I'm very curious to see how other response, others respond to this though. And we have Amalia replying to question four saying, as long as it stays the primarily used platform in industry, I'll stay with it. That's what I will need to know to properly teach my students and generally what my clients would be using. And Julie takes us on to question five, starting off with saying, yeah, we've touched on this and some previous questions, but let's hit it directly. What is your biggest frustration in working in or preparing to work with Google Analytics? And because I know we love a good rant, especially when it's at the expense of Google, I know there are going to be some very interesting answers here. <laughs> but before we get into that, Sam replies saying, I feel like the black sheep here, but I don't mind GA4. Ooh, I find it relatively intuitive. I like the customization that it offers. The event-based model is a long-term good thing, as is the move away from misused metrics like bounce rate. Alex replies to question five saying, I think right now it's the learning curve. The UI isn't intuitive for me yet. And I'm worried about having a comprehensive understanding of it before July, 2022. It's a big change and I have other shit to do. Hello, well, Oh, I'm going to have to make this episode an explicit one. Julie replies to question five saying, I agree with Kirk. Even if the way data is collected totally changed, why did the UI have to be so radically different? It has also lost usability for anyone not quite technical, also known as most GA users. Julia Vice replies to question five saying, honestly, it's confidence. I'm back to this to this should mean that if this template is built right, rather than I'm able to give you good advice based on data I'm pretty sure of, that affects every user and every relationship. And in answer to question five, Brie goes, hands down, the most frustrating thing in GA4 is setting up events, no doubt about it. I strongly suggest getting fluent in tag manager stat. Oh, and the lack of clarity in UI. For example, adding secondary dimensions is not intuitive. See difference below. And she gives two images about how, yeah, you just add a paid title and screen class by pressing a plus button, but now you're, it's in a drop down option or it used to be in a drop down um, option and now it's something else anyway it's different and it's confusing oh and we continue sam's praise of ga4 where he goes i think google released it too early but some of that is likely a result of apple plus the eu forcing google's hand i think a couple more months of solid development as well as a preloaded transition scheme i.e similar reports to ua would have helped Kurt Henninger replies to question five saying, yeah, the revamp of the UI. Why did the UI have to substantially change? It was a bigger change than the Google Ads UI interface a few years ago. Roshan replies to question five saying, yeah, poor learning resources and GA4 being shoved down our throats. No matter what BS Google has about GA4, I think it is a nightmare. Think about small businesses that can't afford a consultant to help them with GA4. Lawrence replies to question five 
reply saying the usability is a big frustration and let's talk about the sheer amount of changes for advertisers happening this year. It feels like a big window, but the reality is a lot is changing very quickly. And for small businesses without tons of resources, it is big. And we have Julie continuing to answer to question five saying it feels like a partially completed product. The learning curve is way too steep for easy adoption or simple transition. Really hope this will be addressed before it is all there is. And to be fair, we had Sam replying to question five, even though he put it as question answering question 4.1. He goes, I think Google released it too early. So that would be a frustration, but some of that is likely to result of Apple plus EU forcing Google's hand. Kirk replies to that saying, my hope is enough feedback will get to Google Analytics. Like in this chat, just check out answers to Q5, please. That over the next year, they will continue to roll out new reports in the UI to help with the transition. Brie replies saying, oh, I have full confidence we will see a ton of changes in the next year. Landing pages are already back and bounce rates is well on its way, unfortunately. Oh, unfortunately. Sam replies, bounce rate, bounce rate needs to die straight to Davy Jones's <laughs> locker. Julia Vice goes, don't tell the content marketers. Sam goes, I will tell every damn content marketer. If your measure of success is an easily gained single event session, be effing better, but be better than the gap. And then, yeah, Julie Bree replies, you can say that again. So, yeah, be better than bounce rate. Julie advice goes, there should just be a simple scorecard box with an up or down arrow. Am I BuzzFeed today? Yes or no? <laughs> Am I BuzzFeed today? Yeah, that's exactly what she said. Tiffany replies to question five saying the bugs many times where I have set it all up and it's not worked, i.e. we have had times where tracking is showing is not showing as conversions even though we marked it sped sorry i.e we have had times where tracking is showing is not showing as conversions even though we marked it spend hours looking into it then all i do is unmark the conversion and mark it again oh that must be annoying julie replies to question th five again saying i feel like it also emphasizes benefits that that again are not what most businesses using GA want or need or rely on. Big query integ integration is cool and all, but not something that most will utilize or even could without help if they wanted to. Complexity is way up. And then, yeah, we have Lawrence replying to question five saying Google has the resources of a company with a market cap of 1.87 trillion and they still put in disclaimers about being slow to respond and sometimes take weeks or months to fix an issue. Now imagine a small show with 0.01% of those resources and all these changes. Lawrence continues, if Elon Musk can get us an edit button, I would have changed that to small shop, <laughs> small shop, <laughs> like instead of small show. Now imagine a small show or imagine a small shop. I think a small show actually works as well there, Lawrence. So yeah, maybe Elon Musk is going to get us an edit button in Twitter. Very excited for that. Tim Jensen replies to question five saying, agree with multiple sentiments mentioned here. The UI change and new event setup process are two big ones for me. And on that lovely ranting note, we come to the end of our chat this week. And yeah, it's always a nice one to where we don't talk, just talk about keywords and ad copy, but actually talk about the other things it's going to affect the way how, how we're going to need to learn other platforms to ensure that we know what's working well in, um, on our Google 
platforms and our Google performances. So yeah, I hope you found that useful. I hope you check out the show notes, check out the recaps that's going to be on official PPC chat. I'm sure there'll be links to trainings and YouTube, YouTubes and webinars um, for you to learn more about how GA4 is um, going to work for you and what kind of events that you need to set up. But yeah, if you found this talk useful and took some great takeaways from it, but still want to learn more about, you know, what GA4 is about, we are going to be joined again with Brie Anderson, I believe, on Twitter Spaces on Thursday. So yeah, Brie's going to be joining us and hopefully her system will work. Unfortunately, Navas didn't work net last week, but hopefully Brie will, a- will be able to sort that out and join us for our audio Twitter Spaces version of this chat on Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. GMT. For any feedback about the podcast or even maybe some correction on anything I've shared, please get in touch with me on my Twitter with the handle The Marketing Anu and or on LinkedIn. My connections, requests, I accept most of them or just join our group if you'd like. So that's the PPC Chat Roundup podcast group we'd love to hear more about what you have to say and i'll be sharing all these links about all these resources that were shared as well in that group yeah it will also be great for any of my listeners to please leave a rating or review on spotify apple or facebook there's several ways to do it on spotify it literally takes seconds to do that so i'd really appreciate that but and all the links to um, find where to do that is linktree.com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup again that's l-i-n-k-t-r-e-e dot com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup finally remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye and speak to you next week